Hi everyone, we're Gabby, Karim, and Jules, and you're listening to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Halad to Health. Last season, we took you behind the scenes of some of our mock MMI stations. So we've talked about the GAMSA and we've talked about the interview. So now on to the next step. This season, we're talking all things getting ready for med school. We will be running you through what a day in the life of a medical student looks like, what study techniques to know about, what your career is going to look like, and much more. So So stay stay tuned tuned and get get ready to get get med ready. Hey everyone, it's Gabby here. Welcome back to the third episode in our panel series. As we've spoken about before, the whole point of this series is to give you more of an idea about the different university options out there to study medicine. So today I am joined by Becky, who is studying med at the University of Western Australia, Indy from the University of Notre Dame in Fremantle, Jada from Flinders University in Adelaide, and Molly from ANU in Canberra. So we talk all about the different universities' course structures, placement opportunities, the application process, and more. I hope you enjoy this episode and find it useful for your GEMSAS applications. Okay, thank you all for joining today. So I'll start with an acknowledgement of country. Um, We're all on many different lands, but I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land in which we are all on. I am on Yorta Yorta land. I would like to pay my respect to the elders past, present and emerging, as well as any Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who are with us today or are listening to the podcast today. So Becky, would you like to start us off and just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yep. Hi, guys. My name is Becky. I'm 22 years old. I'm originally from Melbourne and I just moved to Perth um, in January this year. So far, I'm loving it, except for the mini lockdown that we've had (laughs) on the weekend. Um, And yeah, so my journey to med, I finished school and then I did a Bachelor of Science um, in Melbourne at UniMelb. I majored in physiology and... Then I did the GAMSAT twice and I got the exact same score. So that was a waste of money. But um, then I interviewed at Melbourne and then I got an offer for UWA and moved this year. So, yeah, that's a bit about me. Beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) You're our University of WA representative for today. Um, And Indy, you're next. Did you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my name is Indy. I'm also 22 and I am situated on unceded Wajaknunga Buja uh, over here in WA as well. Um, I'm currently in my first year of med at Notre Dame, uh, the rival to UWA. <laughs> but uh, before med, I've been in Perth all my life. So I studied uh, a double degree in biomedical science and health promotion at Notre Dame as well. Um, and in terms of applying, uh, the GAMSAT was a bit of a nightmare for, for me, um, especially with COVID. I ended up getting it deferred. So I had to use uh, a pretty poor score, well, which I thought it was pretty poor at the time. But um, I think that's something I really want to emphasize with people applying. It's, it's, I always under, was under the impression you had to get a really great GAMSAT, but I was able to get in with a 58. So anything is really possible. Um, and yeah, so I applied with a portfolio with a lot of volunteer work and then just an interview. So, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. That's an important point and a good one to bring up so early as well that like, don't just automatically discount yourself, at least try, you know, you might not get in, but there's a chance that you will. So you may as well give it a crack. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, thank you for that. Uh, and next we have Jada. Hello, um, my name is Jada. So I'm a third year medical student at Flinders University. Um, I'm actually in a, a bit of different boat than the rest of you guys, I feel like. So there are two actually pathways you can enter Flinders Med. And the pathway I, actually, I took was a combined degree of Bachelor of Clinical Sciences and Doctor of Medicine. So I actually took UMET in year 12, so which is UKET now, and joined the cohort straight after my school. Uh, I actually didn't have any interview. Um, I think the college considered ATAR more than UMAT, but I can talk about more about both path, pathways later. Brilliant. Thank you, Jada. Yeah, there's lots of different options, so it's good for everyone to know all of the different pathways as well. So it's great to have you on. Um, and Molly, lucky last. Um, hi, everyone. Um, my name is Molly, and I'm a third-year medical student at ANU. I did my undergrad in Victoria and moved to Canberra. Um, was my first move out of home to Canberra. Um, I did I did not do that well in the GAMSAT either, but I only sat the GAMSAT once, so I was pretty excited about that. Um, and I interviewed at ANU um, and got a spot at ANU. Very lucky. Great. Beautiful. Thank you. Okay, so now we know where everyone is. We'll start by talking a little bit about the specific university you go to. So like what places there are available, um, like full fee, CSP, bond places, all of that. Um, how to apply, whether it's GEMSAS or private, and what the different application requirements are and if you know what they sort of weight heavier. So Becky, did you want to start us off with UWA? Um, yep. So... UWA have, they actually also have two um, entry pathways. So you can either get in through undergrad, um, like with your ATAR and a UMAP. But if you wanted to do postgrad entry, then um, I'm pretty sure they do your GAMSAT and GPA are weighted equally to get an interview. And then you interview and then your like interview GPA and GAMSAT are equally weighted for your spot if that makes sense um and yeah and then you apply through um GEMSAS and um yeah they they like don't have any they do like the multi mini interviews they don't they don't have like a portfolio or anything um yeah and then I think uh, like roughly they have like 60 um places for domestic MD1 and then like eight international places and then yeah like the majority is um um direct pathway students from undergrad and then yeah so like my cohort has like around 220 people a lot but yeah only like kind of 60 um post-grad people right okay that's good to know um yeah because I always thought of UWA as a large cohort which it is but yeah those spots are smaller yeah, I also didn't realise. I was like, oh, hello. <laughs> it's good to know now. <laughs> yeah. um, and Indy, what about um, Notre Dame? Yeah, so uh, we are only postgraduate entry at Notre um, and that's the same for Sydney as well. So the Sydney campus is exactly the same. Um, we offer Commonwealth-supported, bonded and full fee-paying places as well. Um, and our application is also through GEMSAS. But Notre Dame, um, it kind of splits it up into thirds. So it takes into account your GPA, your GAMSAT and a portfolio. 
Um, and this takes into account like your um, service to community and leadership and stuff like that. So that's about 3,000 words of um, general life experience and reflection and then 800 words of a personal statement. Um, and once you've been awarded an interview, these three aspects, so your GPA, GAMSAT and portfolio, they become a cumulative 50%. And then the interview now counts for 50 as well. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a multi-mini interview too. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think there's about 120, 120 students per year, usually 110 to 120. Um, and uh, about 40 of them are typically the Commonwealth supported and the rest are bonded. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Thank you. Um, and Jada, what about Flinders? Um, so if I speak um, from the undergrad and postgrad entry, so about 25 domestic positions are offered for the Bachelor of Clinical Sciences and Doctor of Medicine combined degree, and they are all Commonwealth supported positions. Um, the clinical sciences is two years and have two streams that you can choose from. So health science and medical science. Basically, you join the Bachelor of Health Science students or the Bachelor of Medical Science students um, for two years. So you need the average of credit to pass the Bachelor of Clinical Sciences and trans transition to Doctor of Medicine. So those students who are accepted to Doctor of Medicine have set GAMSAT and interviews. Um, the interviews are usually around August, I believe. So the Flinders actually accept most of their students um, from the Flinders graduate. So mostly from medical sciences and some um, health sciences and, and et cetera. Um, some are Commonwealth supported positions and some are bonded positions and we don't have any full fee positions. So the, the cohort usually um, becomes about 120, um, but it can vary to 140 as well. Okay, great. Um, and Flinders, in case nobody knows, um, is in Adelaide and it is gorgeous. It is such a stunning place. Um, and it is not through GEMSAS. And sometimes the closing periods are a little bit earlier so definitely get onto that look at the dates and get onto the flinders website um don't rely on gemsas updating you for that because they won't <laughs> definitely people in my cohort missed out for that reason so yeah and molly what about anu um so anu is graduate entry only i think there's full fee commonwealth and bonded positions and it doesn't matter what kind of degree you have some people have come in with a music degree some with finance um, and then lots of health science as well. Um, it can also be done in, in conjunction with a PhD program and it's through GEMSAS. There are some direct entry um, programs through ANU uh, through their PhD and I think now they have a health science entry as well. Awesome. Um, yeah, things change every year as well. And I was actually having a conversation today and apparently there's some um, new way of applying to a couple of different universities this year as well. So keep that in mind. Um, everything we're saying today actually might have changed, <laughs> but these are some experiences that will hopefully help you. Uh, but yeah, that's a really good point. Now on to the next thing, which is something that's really important for most students. And it's what the course actually looks like. So each uni 
differs slightly in the way they break down their course structure. They might have like one or two years preclinical um, and then two years clinical or whatever. So um, we'll go around and have a little chat about what your course structure looks like. So Becky, did you want to start us off? Yep. Um, so the UWA course actually just changed this year. So I'm the first year of the new structure. And basically, um, I think it mainly just changed for undergrad, but so if you get in through direct pathway, you only do two years of um, like biomed basically. And then your third year is first year med. So you, yeah, if that makes sense. And then, um, yeah, but then, so for me, I'm like, I just came and did first year med and yeah. So it's like one year preclinical and they basically do like everything from scratch. I don't think, ooh, um, I don't think they have prerequisites. Because I'm pretty sure like people that did economics as an undergrad can do med here. Um, but yeah, so you do one year preclinical and then three years um, clinical. And then, yeah, so it's a 40 year degree. And yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> Great. Yeah, that'll be exciting to see how that pans out with the new course structure as well. But that sounds pretty good. Yeah, no, I think it should work. well. Yeah. Okay. And Indy, what about Notre Dame? Yeah, so we've got the full four years. Um, same as uh, Becky, there's no prerequisites. So we have like, we have one of our students in our year doing, that's come from WAPA, which is a performing arts school. Um, we've got some engineers, we've got an architect. Um, yeah, you can go in absolutely blind and that's totally fine with no science background. Like they do cater for that. Um, so we split ours into uh, clinical and preclinical. So the first two years are preclin. And they're pretty much undertaken in the form of problem-based learning. So you get your problem-based learning class, you get a new um, patient pretty much every week, and that's complemented then with clinical workshops, labs, and like additional lectures. Um, and one great thing about Notre Dame, I think, is the fact that there is a focus on your biological sciences, but it's a lot more focused on preventative health and Aboriginal health and a lot of evidence-based medicine too. Uh, we get some prac in the first few years, so just a few some GP placements pretty much. Um, and we also get a lot of work in rural uh, context. So we have a broom campus um, up north. So we get to go up there for GP pl uh, placements. And then the final two years are CLIN. So if you choose to study or stay in the metropolitan region, you get placements in your typical kind of gen med, obsgyn, gen surgery, peds and all the like. Um, but you can also undertake your final two years in rural clinical school, um, which is pretty cool because you get a lot of variety um, and they offer a lot of like alternate specialities that you won't get in the metropolitan hospitals. And you also get a lot more hands-on experience as well. Um, and throughout the last two years, Notre Dame also offers like an audit or a piece of clinical research that you have to undertake and complete. So you come out with some papers as well, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, wow, that sounds really good. And it sounds very similar in the way that MD1 at Uni Melbourne is taught with the problem-based learning one new patient a week. And that worked so well last year. So, yeah, I love it. It's absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yeah, it's really good. And I think a lot of medical schools now do that. So hopefully you'll all be in the same boat. <laughs> <laughs> and Jada, what about Flinders? Um, so like other uni, um, MD1 and 2 are clinical years, uh, pre-clinical years. So we go through blocks of systems. So one system for about five to six weeks. So at the end of each block, we sit a block test. 
you can fail one time but have to remediate. And at the end of MD2, we have a short placement and hands-on workshops like teaching how to take bloods and stuff to prepare for clinical years. Um, and each year, we sit something called progress test. So that's four times a year. So we don't have a one semester, like at, at the end of the semester exam. So we have progress tests instead. So the, the, the aim is to see the continuous improvement in your knowledge. So the test itself is actually at the intern level. So the fourth year might get 70% right. Third year might get 50 to 60% right. Second year, or third year, second year, it might get about 20 to 30% right, something like that. So you can see the improvement. So that is the idea of progress test. Um, it is summative, uh, it is formative for MD1 and 2, but becomes summative in MD3 and 4. So it weighs hugely in MD3 and 4. Um, and we also have dissection in MD1 and 2, where we get to dissect cadavers in a group. And we have something called Mahara as well. So where we have to continuously reflect on our progress. And this actually weighs hugely as well. So it is very important that we actually make posts um, every week. And MD3 and 4 are clinical years. So currently a block of five weeks. So we go through each um, rotation. And in MD3, we have something called PRCC. So where um, some a little portion of students go to rural areas like, you know, including Darwin, and they spend one year in that rural site, um, like um, I think Indy said. So it's something that um, very hands-on. So some students actually prefer to go rural just for that experience. And we also have research component throughout MD2 to 4. So you can publish papers um, if you want to, but it is not compulsory. Yeah, great. And that's really good. The rural program at Flinders I looked into quite a bit. And it if that's something that you're interested in and in, you're from a rural background, I highly recommend reading into it because, yeah, it does seem incredible. Um, thank you for that, Jada. And Molly, what about ANU? What's that course structure like? So ANU is four years and there's two years preclinical and two years clinical. And of course, it also offers uh, positions to people without prerequisites. So the, the two preclinical years can be full-on for uh, people that don't have a health science background. Um, preclinical years have a mid-year and end-of-year exam, and then fourth year ha just has an end-of-year exam. We do two research uh, projects throughout the course, one in the preclinical years and one in the clinical years. Uh, ANU offers a rural stream for year three, which I'm actually currently on, and it also offers rural terms throughout year three and four, and it also offers an Indigenous um, health stream, which a lot of people have really enjoyed, and we do a pre-intern rotation in fourth year. ANU definitely has a strong focus on pathology and research, as well as Indigenous health and rural health. Beautiful. Where are you on placement at the moment? I'm in Goulburn, New South Wales. Ah, lovely, lovely. I'm in Shepparton, so sort of close. Oh, excellent. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs>
<laughs> Thank you for that. Um, and now our last question is a fun one, my favourite question. And it's basically like, what's the selling point for your uni? If you were going to sell your uni to people, what's the one thing you'd say? It doesn't have to be the uni. It could be like clinical school locations, the location itself, something that you like to do near your uni, whatever you like, give it to me. So Becky, you start us off. <laughs> um, I think the selling point of UWA would have to be like location, like being in Perth, you're so close to the beach. It's always sunny here, which I love. Um, the campus is really pretty. It's right on the water. And then the med campus is like right by the hospital. It's very close to um, like a bar. <laughs> it's a great uni vibe. Yeah, no, I definitely would recommend. And the whole like culture, um, like the med cohort itself is very like supportive. Everyone like helps each other. It's like a really good um, vibe overall. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. That's what you want. And Perth beaches are pretty stunning. So that is a definitely a big pro. Um, Indy, what about you? Um, oh, God, I'm like so biased towards Notre Dame. But um, for me personally, like I always wanted to go to Notre Dame because of the focus on rural health. Um, as someone that wants to practice rurally, um, it's pretty awesome to have such a focus on educating students about um, rural health so they can approach it in a culturally appropriate manner. I think that's really wicked. Um, and I love the fact that you can do your classes and you can actually uh, live on, live in and work from the Broome campus as well. I think that's an opportunity that not many other places get. Um, but because I'm really biased, I actually asked my cohort <laughs> what they thought. And like a lot of them are from interstate. So I said like what made them want to come here and what makes them stay. And they all kind of said the cohort itself, which I thought was really lovely. Um, I don't know what it is about Notre Dame, but they really, we really attract very like-minded people. Um, everyone's really committed to approaching medicine in a way that really emphasizes patient autonomy and that's always culturally appropriate. So I think um, having that support network and having people that you can rely on to just, you know, explain concepts or send you notes if you're a bit behind, like it's, it's yeah, it's a big family here. So I really appreciate that. That's almost exactly what our student from you, um, Notre Dame, Sydney said as well. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there we go. Must be true. And it doesn't surprise me. Like a portfolio uni, you can't fake a portfolio. It's work, It's like experience. It's people who have lived places and done things. Um, yeah. And it would be a very interesting cohort. And that's such an important thing to have a very supportive cohort as well. Yeah, it is. It's amazing. Yeah, that's great. Um, and Jada, what about Flinders? Um, so I guess most of the rotations are based down at Flinders Medical Centre, so which is 15 minutes drive from the city. And there's a tram that takes um, you straight to the city as well, so it is very convenient. And also the med school itself is basically attached to the hospital, so you actually don't have to travel a lot, like literally walk to the lecture, and go back to your um, placement. So it is very, very convenient. And we also have a very supportive medical society, so which is always important. Um, so basically we very advo we advocate for ourselves and our students strongly. So I think that's something to um, be proud of. Uh, we also have a really good relationship with Adelaide Uni. 
Um, so that is also something we appreciate a lot. So good relationship with them so that we always do things together. Like, for example, Vampire Cup this year, we have a friendly competition going on. Um, and I guess one of the selling points for postgrad students um, was that it is cheap cheaper to live in Adelaide like compared to Melbourne and Sydney it is definitely still cheaper close to the beach like literally 10 minutes drive closer to like you know if you want to go hiking that's still 10 minutes drive so it is a very beautiful place very convenient and cheap and I think that's why people love to come to um, Adelaide and study. Yeah, absolutely. I always think of Adelaide as like a baby cheap Melbourne. Um, so if you have to move out of Melbourne and you don't want to move out of Melbourne, Adelaide is probably the closest thing you're going to get. And I think it's so, yeah. Um, and Molly, lucky last, ANU, sell it to us. So um, I always say I got into ANU by accident. I actually only applied to go to Deakin and then I thought I'd put another random union on my application that didn't require um, a portfolio, which I didn't have time to write at the time of application. Um, so I accidentally got into ANU thinking that I wouldn't go and I'm so glad that I did go. I wouldn't change it for the world. It is amazing and it's amazing because of all the other students and the really, really supportive and incredible culture at ANU. Um, the uni itself is also really good at offering support and encouraging people to come forward uh, before they get to like a crisis point um, in their lives. Um, also, really hot tip, we always win the Vampire Cup. So um, that's a blood donation competition. So um, come at us. <laughs> you can't beat us. <laughs> and Canberra is a great location. It gets a pretty bad rap because it is really, really cold. So I bought a lot of gloves when I moved there. But it has no traffic and it's 20 minutes anywhere, 20 minutes tops drive and really easy to get back to the wildlife. And I've actually kept my horses at uni um, while I've been studying med school. So for me, that was a huge bonus. Yeah, absolutely. Again, Canberra's sort of like a baby city. So if you want the city, but you don't want the like bad things about the city, then <laughs> another good option. <laughs> yeah, being from a rural location, Canberra was the only city I was where I was considering going to. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but I think that's it. We've covered all of the main things and thank you all for jumping on. Um, it can be really overwhelming when putting in preferences, especially if you've never seen some of the unis before or never been to some of the places before, like trying to decide that is overwhelming. I'm sure all of you felt that way as well. Um, so it's really good that we can give back a little bit to um, the listeners and I'll pop all of your details in the show notes as well. So if any students have any further questions about your university, um, they can reach out to you and you can have a little chat if they need be. Um, but also we'll have um, more resources on our Facebook and Instagram as well. So listeners can keep an eye out for that. But thank you all for joining me tonight for the listeners sake, just letting you know that we're recording this at 9.30 PM Australian Eastern Standard Time. So thanks Molly for joining in at 9.30. Um, Becky and Indy, it's 7.30, so it's all right. Um, and Jada, it's, it was nine and now it's 10 actually. So, <laughs> but thank you all for coming on, giving up your time, um, especially at such a late, late hour when it's such a beautiful full moon outside. <laughs> Thanks Thank so much for having us.
Thanks very much. Thank you for listening to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Halide to Health. Please like, share, and subscribe to help spread the word about our podcast. And we'd love to hear your feedback. So send us an email or message on Facebook. All of our links are in the show notes. Thanks. We'll see you next time.